Today on the Homeboys Podcast, we are talking about real estate with Mark McMahon of Ask Mark About Real Estate Investing. We're going to cover a lot of topics, and we're going to cover why he's catching fire out there in the social media world. He's spreading some really good advice, so stay tuned. You're kicking it with the Homeboys. You're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. We're excited to have you. We got a very exciting show. We are talking real estate investing, of course, but we've got Mark McMahon of Ask Mark About Real Estate Investing. We're very excited and honored to have him on the show. He's got a lot of great content out there, and we found out he's very like-minded to the Homeboys. As always, I'm here with my buddy, Scott Adams. How are you, Scott? Good. I'm really pumped. He's uh, our guest today. is is blowing up big time all over the place, TikTok, Instagram, and um, he's he's pretty impressive. I think I'm the one who first found him out of out of our group of people, and and uh, we were just talking before the show. I said after 15 videos, I hadn't yet found something I disagreed with him yet. So I thought, <laughs> ding, 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 bring him on, bring let's, him on. Let this get, let's get this guy on here. Oh, this, this could get fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about raising private money in particular and finding deals with you. But first of all, how you doing? Doing very well. Uh, life is good, man. Uh, the you know, it's funny. We talk about designing our lives or living a life by design. And the crazy thing is, is I've been able to do it. And it, it took a long time to get there because I, I, I didn't have a lot of direction, you know. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm working the hours I want to work. I'm visiting the places I want to uh, visit and doing the things I want to do. So, so uh, how did you get there? Tell us the backstory. Yeah. A lot of work, a lot of heartache, a lot of blood, a lot of money loss, Um Everything that you guys went through, same thing. It's the same thing. I put in the time. I put in the licks, you know, put in the reps. And that's, I think that's what's missing today, especially with a lot of the younger people out there. You know, we're in this uh, instant gratification society right now that scares the crap out of me. I'm careful with my language here. Uh, really you're going to have to do a lot worse right? than that to offend us, Mark. That's uh, oh, good. That's good. Good But the thing is, is this is a minimum of a ten-year plan. This real estate game that we play here, minimum. it's a minimum of ten years. Minimum. And and you know anybody that does it in two or three years, God bless them. But more than likely, they're going to get in trouble because they. That they overextended, they overpaid, they over, over, over because they're trying to keep up with everybody else. You know, this don't let me don't get me going, but this door count thing that everybody does, how many doors do you have? It's like doesn't matter. What what matters is my cash flow and you know what I do with that money. And so I just think everybody needs to take a deep breath, pull back, realize it's gonna take some time, and then just go do it, do the work. Do the work. And, it and feels listen. like I'm literally talking to Clint here. It's like, it's like I feel like it's you're like, looking it's in a unbelievable. mirror. It's like unbelievable. <laughs> you know, it's, that's my whole thing is, you know, I say it on the show all the time. It's amazing what 10 years of good real estate decisions will do for a person. Mm-hmm. And in today's oh, climate, it's like it's more, more leverage, 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 debt, debt, debt. You know, we, we, I, we talk about one guru on here, and I won't mention mention any names, but very popular. But you know, he talks about it's not about the cash flow; it's about the number of doors 
you know, wow. have. And it just, it's just, uh, it just blows my mind. That is twisted. You know, and I'm with you. I think that, you know, these, these, especially the younger generation hearing some of this advice, they're going to get themselves into pretty massive trouble. You know, uh, I'm sure, you know, you, you lived through the great recession, just like Scotty and I did. And Barely. A lot barely. of yeah, barely, and right. you know, a lot of the younger generation they only know this uh, elevator ride that has that yeah. has gone up. You know, it's that's a, that's that is the best thing I've heard. I mean, I've heard it before, but that's the best thing I've heard today. And I think more people need to realize that, Clint, is that the even older folks our age. I mean, I'm not saying you're as old as me, but uh, older folks that haven't been through that yet need to go through it. It's, it's, it's a rite of passage. You have to go through the shit storms. Right. Um, you know, of course that's where the wealth is really, really, really created. It's true. You, uh, it's where you learn the most and it's where you create your wealth. You know, yeah. so they're not something to be totally feared. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. They'll knock your teeth in, but you're going to oh, learn yeah. a lot and you can build wealth through those, th- those yeah. time periods. So I think you're speaking. And, the, and, truth. And the, the funny thing is, is that you can actually weather those storms. If you play the game right up to it, you can weather those storms. Like I'm going to probably, I don't know, lose two or $300,000 on a couple of projects we've got to finish right now. But guess what? That's not going to affect me. Right. I can literally write a check and be done with it. It's going to sting. I'm not that rich, but it's part of the game. It, 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 it's a small fraction of what I made leading up to it. But seeing what was going on, I was able to also throttle back, right? I'm sure you right. guys did the same thing. It's like, okay, I can see stuff starting to happen here. It's not really making sense when you know, cartoon pictures of gorillas are selling for a million dollars. <laughs> Something's not right, right? And companies that have no profit margin are selling at, you know, 10, 15 times value. It doesn't make sense. And those are the warning signs we all look for as in, uh, investors that have been around for a while. That's coming. So, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. I welcome it. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Sad. But be, exciting. be prepared. Don't, uh, don't be over leveraged with what's coming ahead. Anyone yes. listening, you know, just, just yes. be careful with your leverage because it'll take you down. If you're not over leveraged, you can, you can see yourself through these storms so easily. And, um, you know, you might have to tighten your belt a bit, but you know, it's, I, it's, I, I, I totally agree, Scott. I mean, I, do you guys have a theory on leverage? Cause I'm not a leverage guy. I've never borrowed money against my properties. I, I do, I do interest only loans, but because I hold my properties for so long, uh, it doesn't really matter. They eventually appreciate enough to where it doesn't. It, I mean, my my equity position right now is so good that it doesn't matter. Uh, but I've never borrowed money against my properties, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But most people they burr and they pull, pull out as much money as they can to where they're barely cash flowing. We uh, don't have a an exact theory. You know, we, um, you know, a lot of our clients that that uh, we have turnkey will be at minimum twenty percent down, um, at minimum, and you know, we we don't really advise you know keeping it at eighty percent. You know, for example, if you see an appreciation, you know, rise in property, then going back to the well and pulling more money out and and doing that. You know, Scotty and I, you know, with the, our portfolio. You know, we keep everything, you know, really 60%, you know, LTV. And we never cash them back out. So we do accelerated paydowns, like a a Rockport building. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll build, th- this is about a $3.5 million mixed use building with a restaurant and some other stuff. So mm-hmm. we were at about 65 or 70 at the time we finished the building. And then we've done accelerated right. pay down of that debt after. And, and I know it, we could have gotten cheap 3% money against the building and used it to do more and more and more, but we're at yeah. a different point in our careers though, too. Where we're, yeah. I mean, how much, I mean, uh, how much is enough, you, you know, and that's what scares me. The greed. Another great question. Another yeah. great question. Um, I'd rather have a conservative amount of debt and I'm I'm living the life of my dreams, so I don't I'm not interested in risking that or, or borrowing more. So it's easy for us to to say, yeah, we're not big on leverage, but we also don't preach it for our clients. I mean, at seventy five percent, you should be good, you know, for recessions and pullback periods. But beyond that, you know, we I I just would never suggest borrowing more. That's and we're a- in a little bit different different market where. Um, you know, we don't see a lot of the peaks and valleys that some of the West Coast, you know, markets. What, what market see. are you guys We're in? We're in Indianapolis. Okay, um, okay, and, great market. And, yeah. you know, it's even like during the Great Recession, you know, where, where, you know, places like, you know, New York City, Los Angeles, those were, you know, getting beat up 20, 25, you know, 30, you know, plus percent. You know, we got beat up 5 to 10, um, but, you know, we were – you know, even at that time, we were preaching not to not to get out and you know uh, yeah. fire sale your properties. To yeah, see, so in see our market, losing twenty five percent of value is just not realistic unless it's a total uh, depression versus a recession. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. people should be safe in our market at that. At the same time, we're a static market, so you're not going to get big raises. You're not going to get big drops. You know, yeah. our clients are all cash flow buyers that just want something boring and you know cash good cash flow. Well, uh, that's a good point too. Um, because I think a lot of people start off doing the appreciation play and, you know, leveraging that money so that they can buy more and more and more. And then I think we get to a certain point where we realize that cash flow is the be all end all of this business. But we've got to go through that. It seems like as, as a younger person, we've got to go through the, uh, the, the cowboy period where we're leveraging and we're pulling money out and we're grabbing money from here and there and we're living on the edge uh, just to get established. And I, I don't think that people really need to go through that. I think I, like, I made a lot of mistakes when I was starting out because I didn't have, I didn't really have a knowledge base. You know, we, we took a, we took this uh, wholesaling course, my wife and I did like 14 years ago. And before many people knew what wholesaling was, and that was our that was the basis of our knowledge, and, and and that really didn't teach us about investing. So we we made a lot of silly mistakes, a lot of expensive mistakes. But with the lack of inform, I mean the, the 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 massive amount of information out there right now, there's really no excuse to make those kinds of mistakes. I think the thing is, you got to pick who you listen to. And that's why I think it's so important to find one or two people that you resonate with and just kind of go in on that. Otherwise, I think it's really hard to make a decision on how to move forward. Well, let me tout you real quick because we agree with everything you just said, and we agree that people should be focused on on a certain type of investor that's experienced and conservative, but yet Mm -hmm. still has good advice. And those people don't always get the spotlight on them because they're less flashy and there's less sexiness to their message. You are one of those people. 
If, if you're listening and you're one of our clients and you want to get good advice from somebody who's conservative and has been through this before, we truly do believe that you should follow him. He's got some great advice and he's got some great life stories. Um, so if I could just tout you real quick that I think you are one of those people with the message you're oh, talking thanks. about. Amen. I think Thank that's, you, that's a, you, you guys bring up a good point to segue into, you know, we're, we're relatively new into this social media game. Scotty and I, we're, we're, we, we joke on the show a lot. We're old fuddy duddies. Um, you know, it took us by massive surprise over the last year to see all the information that is being put out there on social media that I think a lot of people think is sexy, but it's really dangerous, you know, advice. So, you know, you've had success on, on, on social media. I mean, is it, does it frustrate you? Like it frustrates Scotty and I looking at, you know, some of the, some of the insanity or should we just pull up our big boy it, pants? You know and what? It's, keep going? it's, 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 it's nothing new. The, the same stuff has been going on for a long time, but you know, when I first started, it was on DVDs and before that it was on VHS. And then before that it was late night TV and, uh, you know, come see me in Hawaii, uh, Dave Del Dotto and all these other guys out there, you know, touting their wares, snake oil salesmen, basically. So it's always been around. And, you know, it's funny. I used to repo houses for the bank. So during the recession, we pretty much lost everything. I'm a, I'm a contractor by trade. And so I started working for the banks, repoing houses. So I'd clean these houses out and I'd find an amazing amount of mail order, get rich quick schemes in the houses. It was wow. astounding how many we would find. And I'm talking about here in Orange County where people have, you know, boatloads of money or they seem to, they seem to. So this stuff's been going on for a long time. The problem now is there's so many differing views. Back then it was, you know, you either learn from Uncle Mo who owned a few apartment complexes or you listen to these late night TV guys. There was really not a lot of in between. Right. Now there's a lot of choices and yet frustrates me. But at the same time, you know, people are going to make choices. You know, if you want the Lamborghini crowd, you know, we, we, we call it the Lamborghini crowd here. You guys probably have a similar, you know, name for it. Uh, we're not that, you know, I got, I like Lamborghinis. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I don't like them. Sure. Wouldn't mind having one. It's just not important right. to me. Yeah. Um, Clint's friends would beat him up if he pulled up in a Lamborghini. You know, I, he's from a small town in Indiana. They'd literally uh, punch him in his face. Well, you, then, you know? then you better be, then you better, you better do what I do and get that F-150. That's right. That's right. You're speaking, you're that's speaking right. his language. You know, do you ever, like, we'll find ourselves going back and looking at, at some of the comments that are, that are out there. And it seems like yeah. there's this, this whole wave with the uh, younger generation that just, there's a hatred for people that want to better themselves and that have success. We see it a lot because, you know, we're yeah. landlords, you know, by trade. And there's just a, there's a hatred out there. You know, we've seen it where people are calling for, for us to die because we're <laughs> landlords. And it's uh, yeah. it just amazes me. Like, 
our message is always about trying to help other people take their next steps. And, and it seems like clarify. yours is as well. And, and it's not just to help people with their next steps. We're not talking to the ultra wealthy. We're not trying to help the ultra wealthy get wealthier. We, yeah. Our goal is to help ordinary, regular people find financial freedom through real estate like we did. We started from literally nothing, less than nothing. I started out with negative money because student loans, you know, neither yeah. of us. And, and so we're trying to help that common person. So it just feels weird, the pushback you get. Uh, yeah, I think I think as you get older, I mean that that faction's always been there. You know, you know there was a time after World War II, and you know people don't realize, but the Hell's Angels were born out of World War II. They're disgruntled veterans that started a motorcycle club, and you know they were against the man. And so there's always been a faction that's been against. I think you know what we refer to as snowflakes out there. Now, let's just put it out there, okay? Let's just say it. Right. Uh, these are kids that are just our new entitled generation. But what I love to see, though, guys, and I see it every day, are the people that grew up exactly at the same time these other people grew up, and they have hopes and dreams and aspirations for not just wealth, but to have the lifestyle that they want. So, yeah, I hear those people, and I know as landlords we get to deal with it. But, you know, there's crap in every business you got to deal with. And totally. good advice. It's, it's just seriously not something I take seriously. Yeah. Uh, I just, it, I feel bad for them. Um, and, and again, too, these are people that are either A, entitled, or B, broke. So broke people tend to be not real thrilled with people that have money until they have money and then it's suddenly okay. So, I kind of feel more sorry for him than than anger. To be real honest with you, yeah. yeah. So, so what's your what's your biggest push now? Like, where where are you uh, spending your time? What what info are you trying to get out there? What's what are you focused on right now? Um, as a business, we are strictly doing buy and hold right now. So we've always done what I call the three pillars of investing, which. You know, I, I, I'm sure you guys aren't involved in all three of these, but we have been prolific flippers for a long time. Sure. We've been uh, done a lot of wholesaling and uh, buy and hold. Sure. And then there's the education side of it, too. But that's not why people are here. They're here to listen to how we built our real estate business. So right now, because the economy is doing, and I know this is something that's going to come up later, or we can we can just address the elephant in the room right now. Uh, because of what's going on in the economy and the way we called it, we've switched to a buy and hold strategy right now. We're not flipping houses. We're certainly not able to wholesale. We've got a wholesale arm and our poor guys, I don't think they've pushed more than two or three deals in the last three months. Um, just strictly because there's not enough buyers out yeah. there. You're, you're kind of the canary in the coal mine too, for folks like us, you know, we're, we're five years behind orange County and everything, whether it's uh, yeah. clothing styles, haircuts or real estate, <laughs> you know, it's, it's everything hits us five years after it hits you guys. Yeah. So in a way, right. you know, you are a sneak peek for, for folks who are our clients um, in a way to, to keep your eye on what's, what's ahead and what's coming. Well, I mean, I don't know when this is going to hit, but uh, when, when this is going to when this is going to get uh, uh, posted or or whatever you call it. But you know, right now we're looking at like a twenty five percent drop in in luxury home sales. Uh, the first chink in the armor, 
and this is what the 28th of uh, um, September, right? Right. Okay. Yep. And you know, yesterday uh, the first report came out of the first real price drop um, in the market since 2011, and that was less than one percent. But I don't care. It's this this insanity, this trajectory we've been on for the last you know over the last 13 years but really the last two or three years needed to stop it has been absolute insanity my house went from nine hundred thousand to 1.7 million dollars in three years and it's right. like that doesn't make any damn sense it's crazy and it's not it's yeah. a just a normal ranch style house uh, we talk so, about it on here quite a bit you know with with uh you know we've seen a big jump in housing prices here and, you know, you talk about the, the drop in luxury, and I kind of wanted to, to, to chime in and hear your yeah. opinion on that. Because, you know, here, you know, you don't we, – we have million-dollar homes, and we've seen a lot more hit the market. That's that's commonplace, you know, where, where you're at. And you oh, look yeah. at the difference in payment, because we live in a very payment-driven society. The difference in 5%, you know, in an interest rate on a million dollars is $50,000 a year in interest. So if you're mm-hmm. t- talking a payment, you're talking over four thousand dollars a month, and how many people can, can shoulder and, that and, burden? You know, I, I I think the real question is is how much longer? You know, we hit seven percent rates today, yet or yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally hit seven percent. Right, right. It's been since you know buckboards and and horses. <laughs> Not really. Probably like the '80s. I think it was the '80s when it was this high. Right. And uh, yeah, it, but just think about it. Though. I mean, the first house I bought was 14. percent So it's all relative. The thing is, is the the interest rates are going right, and prices are stabilizing right now. And pretty soon they'll come down. So that interest rate will become more affordable as housing prices drop. And that's just the natural attrition of things. That's right. the way it, it's right. always happened. And people are all like, oh my God, it's all new. It's that's nothing new. It's a little bit different. The delivery is different, right? We had COVID and all that other fun stuff. Yeah. But the, it's just the it's just a different time. We're lucky but, in in our market because the the first time home buyer product here is still about $150,000 for a good family home for $150,000. No, that, that's the down payment, right? Yeah. Yeah. $150,000 for a nice home. I mean, freshly built nice home. It's crazy. So, you're when when the market um, does what yeah. it's about to do. We see it. We see it dropping all over the place, including in our market in the luxury price point above four hundred thousand. But we think we're going to stay flat and maybe even continue to appreciate in that small, uh, you know, market because all the people that can no longer afford four hundred thousand plus dollar houses here are going to buy those houses, which there's already not enough of. So, in a way, we're lucky in our market market because we have this weird little niche where. Investors can still keep buying these cash flowing assets and then refi later when the interest rates come down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you yeah, know, it's what are you focused on? Because we have that little niche we can focus on. Like, what, what do you do? I can't. I can't focus on that. If if I'm yeah. going to be buying houses, you know, we don't we don't invest in Hawaii anymore um, for many reasons, but we don't need to go on that right now. We used to invest there, uh, but to stay investing in California. You know, the, the price point for you guys, I can't do that even if I go further out into the desert and, right. you know, the areas around here that are that are historically really, really low. 
and you said $150,000, that's literally the 20% down payment for the average house in Orange County. Yeah, even in areas, even in areas that aren't that great, there we're talking about, you know, first-time home buyers buying seven to eight hundred thousand dollars houses here, but million dollars is becoming the norm in this area. It's it's insane. Yeah. So what do I see happening in areas like yours? Not being an expert on it, but from you know, armchair quarterbacking, looking from afar, you know, I I. I have seen a lot of people go into those areas and invest. I've seen a lot of people buy houses and move into those areas because they can telecommute. Uh, but I think that aspect is going to be ending as companies start laying people off. They're also going to ask them to come back to the office for sure. Right. And I think that's going to free up a lot of inventory and maybe even depress markets like yours a little bit just because there's going to be more inventory. And of course, more inventory generally means lower prices. Um, as, as far as like where you guys are at, I don't see, you know, a, a 10% swing in your area means nothing, right? right correct. It, it right. doesn't mean anything. In my area, 10, a 10% swing is almost $100,000. So that's, you know, yeah. 66% of the price of a house in your area. Uh, so we're in a different, it, it's different, but I think everybody will be affected. I, I really truly do. I think, I think we're setting ourselves up. You know, it's funny. Someone sent me something yesterday and Disney stock is down 50% from a year ago right now. And isn't it, isn't it funny that I didn't know that? And I'm kind of in tune to the financial world there's a lot of things not being talked about in the job market. And I'm not gloom and doom. I'm opportunity guy. Disney's but, down 50%? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? I, I guess yeah. I didn't know that. He goes I, He goes to Disney, what, four times a year probably? No, twice. Yeah, um, twice a year. But, yeah. you know, we're, I, I, I'm old for having young kids. I've got three- and six-year-old girls at home, so we're in that, oh, cool. that prime Disney. It just seems crazy. You know, we've, we've got a trip here in three weeks that – these hotels for a week are $10,000, you know, for, for a Disney resort. And it's not like you're in a great room or anything. It's a very, you know, average room and they're all booked. They're all booked. You yeah. Know, it's, it's because it's, uh, it's amazing. It's because everybody's still on that honeymoon right now. Yeah. Everybody's still on the honeymoon. Oh, they're out spending this, this they're they're They think this elevator is just going to keep going because yeah. they haven't yeah. seen anything different. Yeah. They're not putting away money. You know, we just, my wife is from Japan and we just, we've just able to go back to Japan and visit. We, we try to go there once or twice a year. Haven't been able to go for three years. We just booked a trip two days ago because they finally opened the borders back up and airfare wasn't too bad, but we're booking a ski trip in Nagano, which is like where they had the sure, Olympics. The Olympics there. Right. And we're looking at the prices and it's, we're getting a room for her parents and we're getting a room for us and our oldest son and ski lift uh, tickets and everything and skiing skiing for two days for each of us is a hundred dollars each at this world-class ski resort and that's a hundred and twenty dollars a day each for the hotel room because it includes uh, like a six seven course breakfast and dinner every day um the prices over there are, are insanity, but they're super, super depressed. They've yeah. been in the they've been in 
they've been in where we're kind of going here. And so things are going to change. Things yeah, are gonna I change. just read a report that hotels um, had, had uh, a price drop. I think it's, it was 20% by this company that tracks it, uh, 20% month over month this month, 20% lower price drop. price drop. Asking okay. price was the was what the, the chart showed, asking okay. price. Well, you wouldn't okay. know in the places I'm going. I'm I telling know. you, I know Disney, and you know, I was, I was, I've got a guys' trip I do every year. So we were looking at, uh, you know, some rooms in Vegas. Vegas is insanity right it, now too. It's, it's gonna, oh, yeah. hit. it's you gonna know, hit yeah. eventually. No, uh, Vegas, you know, there's nothing cheap in Vegas anymore. The 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 cheap meals, no, oh no. No, there's nothing. If you're getting comped, you're dropping some more money than I'm willing to spend out in, in yeah, Las yeah, Vegas. Well, it sounds like so, you know, mean, we, we agree. It's just like a, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. you. All, all you, my friend. Uh, no, I, I just think it's a prelude to what may be coming. And look, there's different kinds of things that can happen to keep all this from happening. There's government intervention. There's you know the end of the war. There's There's a lot of things that could change things. But the dynamics of what's going on in our economy right now are not sustainable. I think everybody agrees with that. Uh, there may be a lot of people out there that 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 don't want things to slow down. Uh, a lot of people don't, but the fact is, it, it it has to. I mean, it it just has to. Right. So it's going to happen now, or it's going to happen next year, but it's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it was. It was everything was growing at an unsustainable rate. Okay, so it's literally unsustainable. Humans, the Americans couldn't afford a home if you projected out the way we had appreciated for the last ten years. In another ten years, if it had kept going, no one could afford a home, not even the oh, richest yeah. people. So it, it had to come to a stop. And I hate the fact that the way things work in our economy and most is that. It, it it only stops one way and falls off a cliff and then it flattens out. You know, you yeah. got to have some pain before before you get to what it should re, really be. But there's going to be opportunities through all of this. Like you said, you know, if, if we all stay focused, if you're a real estate investor and you stay focused and you are not going into this over leveraged, boy, you can have some great years ahead. This is not something that you have to be fretting. This is, can be something you can look forward to. I think that's a good, that's a good, segue because we 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 agree on where the real estate market is and interest rates and and all that i've watched a lot of your content and a big part of your message is people getting started into Mm -hmm. real estate investing can you kind of share with us kind of some of your views we know that you're uh, you know big into raising money and you know finding deals what's what's your advice to uh, people that are wanting to get started say uh, yeah i have nothing i haven't been in real estate at all, where do I go? Yeah, so, you know, number one, I think a lot of people find someone and grab onto them like we talked earlier and start making mistakes right off the bat. And I think finding someone you resonate with that you trust and, you know, and I understand that's hard to do, but, you know, we pick and we choose and, and you just got to pick well and get educated. And I'm not saying, look, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get started. I mean, if you want to come to me, I'll charge you a lot of money to teach you. That's a given. Right. But you look at my, you know, my YouTube, my Instagram, uh, the free, the free shows I do every week. I mean, everything I do is uh, most everything I do. You can, you can learn everything I know basically by spending a couple of weeks going over my material and then you don't have to pay for anything. But it's not tied up in a bow, right? 
So for those people that want to really learn it and, and be able to apply it quickly, then, you know, we've got the other method. But the first thing is learn. Don't, I hear too many people say, just get started. Just buy that first property. And it's really not that way. It, it, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, you have to eventually pull the trigger. I'm not saying wait three years or four years. You can do it in three months. You can do it in a month. But make sure you know what you're doing uh, from somebody that's made mistakes like you guys. I mean, you guys have been bloodied, right? Black oh, eyes, yeah. broken noses. Big time. So, yeah. It's not about how hard it. we can punch. It's about how hard we can get punched and keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we still get all the three of us still get punched on a daily basis. Daily. Right? Daily. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and it never ceases to amaze me when everything's I'm having the best day and I get a phone call. It's like, well, damn. <laughs> but as I get further into the game, it doesn't bother me as much. I have to admit, I, I know it's going to I have a, a, a saying 95 percent of our problems solve themselves. I mean, with you know, you can't ignore them, but they solve themselves. Uh, the other 5% aren't solvable. You're going to have an issue. But we don't know which ones we're going to have an issue with. So why stress out so much about everything that happens? Just find out what's going to be a big deal and then deal with that. Scotty uh, and I so, used to be big on the uh, the speaking circuit. And, uh-huh. you know, we used to see people all the time. You say, you know, don't take three, four months to get started. <laughs> you know, we used, to, we used to go year in, year out to some of these same speaking engagements. In, in Orange County, we, we spoke out yeah. there a lot where you are. Oh, and, funny. Okay. And, and yeah. you see the same people showing up year after year and not doing anything. You know, just say oh, people for years on the sidelines. It's like, man, this poor bastard, just get up and do something, man. You know? <laughs> well, that's it's you know, it's funny when we first got started, we went to an investment club because we had no idea about anything. Sure. And we saw these people there and we were just so in awe of how much they knew. And then a couple of years later, we after we really got rolling and we were doing a lot, we'd go back and same people would be there, still don't own anything. Uh, they just want to be part of the club. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. I, I mean, it's, I can liken it to a lot of things that would offend a lot of people. So I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but a lot of people just want to be in the club. Yeah. They really do. They don't give a damn about actually doing it. They just want to be involved with the people that are, and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's pointless, but it's cool. It's mind blowing so, to me. Yeah. I mean, I value my time, so I don't know. Yeah, just, as as do I, but most of these folks have a job, and this is a social thing. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah if it's not it. going to benefit me, I'd much rather be on my back porch with a bush light hanging <laughs> right. out, you know, than uh, yeah. than yeah, wasting yeah, I'm my with time. You. You know, I'm with you. Else. But so, hey, some people, people like to smoke get crack. started. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, we're drinking. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was getting ready to say, "Oh, some people smoke crack." You know, I don't. Yeah. Everyone has. I'm trying to give it up. It's been tough. Um, but yeah, for people that want to get started, obviously learn a little bit first. Don't just jump in and lose all of your money because what happens is you lose all your money and you know you lick your wounds, and three years later you get through that financial problem, and then you then you're one of the naysayers it's like real estate is stupid, it doesn't work, and you know, and they live the rest of their lives doing that same thing, renting a house and you know, and on it goes and they work their job, they retire and then the, then they die. Right. Yeah. Real estate investors don't tend to quit their job and die. Right. They tend to quit their job and then do real estate full time until they die. And we live a lot longer than most people because we're happy generally. Right. We get to do the things we want to do. And that's what's so exciting about this crazy business we're in. 
is like, you know, you're going to Disneyland and you're, you're going to Vegas and you're doing 10 day backpacking trips. Normal jobs don't allow that. I'm sorry. They just don't. Yeah. So. I think that's something that speaks to the younger generation wholeheartedly. It's something I see on social media, you know, people, you know, talk, use the word freedom a lot differently yeah. than, than what, uh, you know, they're talking about don't do uh, regular retirement planning because that only offers you 15 years of freedom at the end. Yeah. You know, it's all about being free right now, which I think is a little bit yeah. dangerous a little bit, but I mean, we do yeah. real estate can offer you the, that luxury of um, up and going and doing your own thing and not being tied yeah. to a desk, which is very attractive to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, well I think, I think a lot of times people look at real estate as the be all end all. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and, and be controversial. My real true belief is that we need to have a money generator on one side, right? Whether it's a business, like for us, it's for all these years, it's been house flipping and wholesaling and, you know, educating. And then we've got the thing that keeps us from paying taxes on that generator, right? Which is holding real estate. You know, we make decent cash flow on our real estate. We could live on it if we wanted to, but it's not going to be the lifestyle that we are used to. So we'll continue to buy more real estate. But for most people, it's a, it's such a smarter move to have the cash generator and the real estate. Not very many people are going to be able to survive on their real estate uh, for quite a few years. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And the people that are trying to get into it, like on that 10-year plan that we all three agreed on, the people that are trying to get into that have to keep that generator there and build that. And, you know, you build this and you build this. And it just seems to be the smartest way to do it. For sure. We, we, it's great we, advice. Great advice. We couldn't, we couldn't agree more. So for the common person that wants to be in real estate who has a job, an income-generating job that creates good mm -hmm. income, we see this as just another investment avenue, no different than stocks or anything else. We happen to think real estate's better than most of the other options that someone has, Agreed. but it's, that's all it is. This is not an escape your life super early, get rich overnight. It's a long-term investment that takes time, takes your attention. Luckily, there's a lot of companies all over the country like ours that help people and folks like you that can make it oh, a lot gosh, easier. Yeah. You, yeah. We, you, they can make it a lot easier for you, but it's still simply an investment that doesn't change your life overnight. And, and, and in fact, it really doesn't change your life totally, um, no matter how long. It's just another investment path. However, real estate is really unique in the fact that you can make a living out of it if you want it. I, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that's what most people should do because they shouldn't. They should keep their job by cash flowing right. assets oh, to thank help you. Them. Thank you. By the way, let me interrupt. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. No one says that shit. They, it's like, yeah, you could be retired in three months. No. You'll have a hundred doors making five dollars each. Stop. It's, like it's insane. It's insane. Totally that is insane. not the best use. Real estate is a tool. It's in the, yeah. a tool bag of other things, and yeah. real estate is at, at its best for people who are high earners to buy to to lead themselves to earlier financial freedom. Earlier, not. The only way to get to financial freedom, but earlier, and mm -hmm. it also helps them with so many different things. Tax, tax-wise, it's a great 
it's a huge benefit for earners. Oh, I mean, that's yes. But re- but real estate can be anything someone wants. If you want to, if you hate your career and you want to eventually get into it, you can get into it in a lot of different ways. There's so many options. Like like you know, like you said, you have these courses on how to find deals. You have these courses on how to find funding for deals. So yeah. you teach people who want to get out of their day to day. There are still options for them. You know, but for 99%, I would maybe not 99, but 95% of people who are listening that want to be in real estate, you should look at it as a tool to invest in while you keep your job. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's dive in okay. where I could literally sit here and talk to Mark all, <laughs> you know, all afternoon, but we, we, we generally like to close with three different questions and it still takes a little sure. bit of time. But, uh, first question, Mark, what is the best real estate decision you ever made? Uh, I would say it wasn't, I would love to say it was a decision. It was, it was, it was being forced to hold my first property and, uh, a deal just went wonky. This was, you know, just coming out of the recession, 2011 or 12, we bought a property, we rehabbed it and we were going to sell it, but, uh, we bought it through somebody there was a there was a way that he could get houses back then but we had to buy it through him and we did several deals with him um and this goes back to trusting people and you've got to be careful with that because every time we've written large large checks uh it's been because we we aligned ourselves with the wrong people and that was a, a tough learning lesson but we ended up putting this house up for sale it had to be in his name. We put in the money. We did the rehab. We did everything. And apparently he wasn't paying payroll taxes. And the the IRS leaned the property. We were in escrow. The house, it was, the house was sold. It was in escrow. And we were going to get our money out. And that was going to be, you know, the money that we lived on, right? That was our job back. You know, flipping is a job. I don't think anybody will deny that. Sure. And that was our job, but we didn't really even, we weren't even thinking about holding properties back. That's so funny back then. We weren't even thinking about holding them. We just no. wanted to flip. Same he here. didn't either. He got into it because <laughs> the 2008 crash and he couldn't sell all his flips. My for okay. sale signs got traded out with for rent signs, then became yeah. a property manager. So we get overnight. it. We get yeah. it. Yeah. So we kept it as a rental while we unwound the red tape with IRS. It took a year to do that. I finally got it all unwound and we got title to the house and everything was well and good. We realized we were making a lot of money on the rent. This house was in Compton, California. And it was, it was in a, there's good, decent areas of Compton, but this was not one of them. And that's why we want to keep it. City of Compton. It's a rap rap song back in the nineties. Oh, he knows it. I'm not that old. I wouldn't know about that shit. But but anyway, so we got stuck with it. It turned out to be the best thing we ever did. And it turned into through 1031 exchanges. It turned into a really nice 12 unit apartment complex in Sacramento, California, that now throws off about $8,000 a month and, true cash flow. I'm talking cash flow after using my my 40% rule and debt service. Yeah. So my 40% debt 40% rule says that 40% of the rent goes towards expenses plus plus whatever your debt service is. So that's another reality smack in the face most people don't 
get to get to hear. I've so actually anyway. seen that video. I've seen your forty percent rule um, okay. on YouTube. Oh, so to yeah. all of our listeners out there, yeah, check that check, out. Check, check out the forty. It's so, good. But, I mean, it's good advice. It's a good that. rule. Think about that. Eleven years of investing. I've now got a hundred thousand dollars a year in income from that one investment that I put zero of my money in. I didn't put one penny of my money into it, nor have I since then. Any of any of the deals that we've done to get to that 12 unit, and that's just one property, but nothing, I've never put a penny into it. No down payments, no repairs, nothing. It's awesome. Nothing. It's the, that's the power of real estate. So yes, the sir. next question is then what's the worst real estate decision you ever made? Well, this is one that, that everybody answers. A, a lot of us answer the same way. And it kind of goes along the vein of what I just said. So Again, I've made so many stupid mistakes and lost so much money early on. Um, and I'd like to say one of those was the biggest mistake. But the biggest mistake was not holding on to about 100 of the properties that I sold. Not, not every property did I want to keep. You know, we've, we've done several hundred properties. We did 300 turnkey homes in, in Memphis. Uh, we just got done talking about this yesterday. We, we spent an hour just just looking, just mentally doing the math together. On don't do it, yeah, don't do it. It's insane. <laughs> it's funny because I ran into a buddy of mine at the gym, and he brought up this particular neighborhood just north of Indianapolis in Noblesville, and um, I told him, I was like, man, I used to have five rentals in that in that neighborhood. And he's like, "Yeah, can you believe that the the houses are selling for three twenty five, three fifty? And you know, coming out of the Great Recession, I was buying them at like eighty, and yeah. I, I cashed out at like yeah. one sixty, um, and thought I was doing great. And I look back, you were. and I'm like, oh my right. gosh, man, I wish I had held those damn things. We were buying yeah. up up these brand new built homes. We call them vinyl villages here, which are just vinyl sided, simple cookie cutter, brand new built homes. They were all built in like." 95 through 2007, right? Right before the bubble. And we were buying them for forty to $50,000. Oh, my God. Hundreds yeah. of them. Hundreds of them. And selling them to our clients as, you know, turnkey properties. And we just, we were talking the other day, what if we had kept every single one of those and did the quick math? You know, we'd be flying on... on depressing. It's yeah. depressing. Yeah. It is. So, yeah, we were, we were looking at apartment buildings in Sacramento, you know, 75, 80-unit apartment buildings for a million, a million and a half. And, you know, now those things are selling for 10 million, 11 million, crazy. whatever the That's case may be. And, and I could have bought them. I, I, had, I had the private money sure. to pay cash for those, and I could have done it. But it was like, well, you know, it's this, this one's only going to cash flow about $12,000 a month to start with. I don't, that's not enough cash flow. It's like, oh, you're not putting any money into the deal, Mark. Why, <laughs> why can you, it's not like I'm, Figuring out, oh, how much down payment do I need to come up with? I don't have to come up with a penny. Right. Yeah. He's going to give me twelve thousand a month, and I still didn't do it. Yeah, you're right, though. Quit looking. Probably is listening to me yell right now, going, "Yep, you screwed that one up." Yeah, but quit. Like Clint always tells me, quit looking in that rearview mirror. That way, it's much bigger. I I don't spend a lot of time there. I really don't. Yeah, I can tell you don't. I'm I'm a forward-thinking guy. I can tell you don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely. Every once in a while, it comes up. One last question then. Yes, sir. And you cover this a lot. So, um, and we talked about a little here, but what real estate advice do you have for this next generation? What's the one piece that you think might be the most important? Um, Be patient. Be patient and be smart. The, The generation that is coming up right now 
is with what we've got going on, the instant gratification thing that we talked about earlier is the one thing that I worry about the most with the younger generation. I see people out there killing it right now, but I also see them probably biting off more than they can chew a lot of them. And they're going to go through some pain as we all do, but you can avoid that. That, That's the funny thing guys is, is this younger generation coming up right now doesn't need to go through all the pain that we went through. They'll go through some, but you can learn from these guys. You can learn from me how not to go through all that stupid pain and all that stress and Gray hair. I'm 23 years old, and look at me. Look at the under Nin- 19, 21. Yes, right. Oh my god! <laughs> that's what this business Crazy. does to us, man. Yeah, Clint yeah, says no, we're no, not getting fatter. Seriously, that's the big thing. Is is be realistic about the time frame. Okay, we 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 nailed it all before, guys. I I think if anybody watches this podcast that's getting started in real estate, they have every single tool in their tool belt they need to make a decision, which is keep your job. It's a 10-year plan, and be frugal, and be careful, and don't be too careful, but be careful. Don't do stupid things. And really, you can make millions of dollars in real estate if you do that. Just follow those simple things. I'm going to close out your thought. You said, you know, uh, I, I tell everybody, I, I, everyone thinks I'm putting on weight these days, but I tell everybody I'm not putting on weight. I'm just getting thicker skin. <laughs> you know, hey, it's, yeah, uh, that's right. It's, uh, it's, really it's part, of, part of this this business. But, Mark, we really appreciate you coming on. You. And, you know, we, we look forward to, to hearing from you in the future. We're going to be, you know, following you. We wish uh, you and your family continued success and, um, you know, all good things. We appreciate the message that you're given to, uh, to all people looking to get into real estate because we agree with you and we're trying to do that same message. So we thank you for that. Thank you, Clint. Thank you, Scott. That yeah. was, uh, that was fun. I always enjoy this. That's exciting. Well, thanks again, Mark. That's our show for this week. We thank you for kicking it with the homeboys. Please follow Mark McMahon at Ask Mark about real estate investing. You can Actually, find if you don't mind, if you please. don't mind, it's uh, Mark McMahon Real Estate on Instagram. Yep. Mark and McMahon Real we'll Estate. We'll throw it up on the screen too for anybody right there. Yeah. That, that way they can find everything. Yeah. Check him out. He's got a lot of really great advice. He closed us out with some really great advice. He's got some good courses Be too. Be patient. Be patient. Have a 10-year plan. You know, you can do this. Follow guys like Mark. We appreciate you for tuning in. Till next time, happy investing. Thanks, guys.